0: You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. And here we are. We living in color, y'all. I'm so happy that you guys are here with me. You all are here with me. I'm your host, Deontay Damper. I hope you guys all had a great weekend. Um, I had. Before we get into our guests, I just want to give a special shout out to Lavender Rice Project. Your staff put on an amazing event, Black Trans Joy. And apparently, this is annual. I haven't skated so much, I haven't felt so much included. I felt included, and I filled out my senses. Um, and I just want to thank all the staff that worked there. The community that is around West Seattle. Um, and some of the other community members that I've seen, but if you want more information, make sure you guys check out lavenderrice.com. Um, I just wanted to take out a segment just to thank all of them. Um, cause I just, and we have some other things that we're working on in another, another genre that we'll get into later, but I just want to thank the whole staff that's there. Um, I've just appreciated the work that they've done over the years and inclusivity is everything. Um, let alone, I just, I just, I can't tell y'all how much that, how much I felt included in that space. Um, there's some great things that are coming up this weekend, but before we do that, I have a guest here and she's getting set up right now. So we're going to just take a quick break. Um, and we'll be back with the wonderful eight different jobs, (laughs) t Dub. Dubs in the house. We are going to talk about Art of the Matter. We are going to talk about, we're going to talk about everything. (laughs) It's just a lot to unpack here. I'm so happy that she's here. Um, I've been trying to get her on the show for a while, but we're going to take a quick commercial break. You're watching We Live in Color.
1: Get ready, everyone. October 24th and 25th, Conversion Media is heading right back to the Paramount Theater. Join me, Basil Gordon, Eric Calligraphy, Trey Holiday, and the Converge Media family as we once again broadcast live with conversations on art, culture, mental health, community issues, and more. Trust me, you won't want to miss a single moment. Head over to whereweconverge.com for more information, and we will see you October 24th and 25th, streaming live across all Converge Media platforms.
2: Community It's been three years since we've been able to celebrate in person at our annual evening of choice. And this year at Access and Pioneer Square on October 19th at 6 p.m., we will be back together again, celebrating our journey, healing towards justice. This past couple of years have been incredibly difficult for our young people and our community at large. And one thing that has become clear and absolutely true is there's one way forward that brings all of us together, and that's as we heal. And when our young people heal, they're truly able to become who it is they've been purposed to be. So on this evening, you'll hear stories of our young people, hear the evolution of our organization as we emphasize healing in our cause, and together we will celebrate another year of impact and growth as we journey towards justice together. Again, it's at Access and Pioneer Square, 6 p.m. on October 19th, and live streaming will be available through YouTube at I Choose
0: Before we get into our next guest, I just have to say my director is the bomb. Cutty, you are fresh. Thank you very much, brother. I appreciate you. Now, welcome back to We Live in Color. And I'm here with one of the queens of Converge. t Dove. what's up, girl?
1: What's going on, Deontay? Man, it's so good to be here with you tonight.
0: I'm so happy that you are here.
1: Me too. too. I can't.
0: I remember when we were first talking about like starting this. You have been one of the most supportive people.
1: Absolutely. In my corner,
0: so I appreciate you for that.
1: Absolutely, I will not pleasure.
0: start to show off crying because I because no, I have an interview to do.
1: Hold it in, professionals. <laughs> but
0: I, you have you wear so many hats.
1: Yes, including this one. There, right? <laughs> there are levels
0: to you, and I just I want community to know like you are so much. You are my friend, right? Yes. And you are so much. You, your art is of you, right? Yeah. But I want people to know like the making. Yes. Takia. Yeah. So can can we peel some layers? Yeah, let's peel some
1: layers. You know, we're here. We're at Converge. We're in the Black Media Matter studio. We are on We Live in Color with Deontay Damper, with the Queen of Art per Converge, T Dub. So let's let's get deep. Let's get into okay. it.
0: So let's talk about let's talk about childhood just a, a bit. Like yeah. I know you from the city. Born and uh, raised. So let's can we unpack that? How, what was it like growing up in Seattle?
1: Yeah, I mean, Seattle is obviously a very aesthetically pleasing place. I was very fortunate to grow up in the historically Black Central District, you know, which means a lot to a lot of people. I was thinking earlier about, you know, all the historic, you know, legendary families that come from that neighborhood. You know, I think about names like the Cheathams and the Jemersons and the Ward's. you know, like there's so many families that have made that that neighborhood um, what it is and what it, um, you know, historic and meaningful to so many people um you know I went to Martin Luther King Elementary went to Garfield High School you know like life was good you know it was a lot of art obviously you know and
0: and let's talk about like the art because it's like you did tap yes yes and can we talk can we talk about that
1: yeah yeah so one of my first loves when it came to art was was dance um I remember my mom always tells a story when I was born, I started walking really early. And so she immediately assumed that I was supposed to dance because I would, I would walk on my tippy toes. So she was like, Oh, she walked on her tippy toe, put her in ballet, put her in tap. So that was, that was like by my early years, four, five, six, seven, that kind of thing. Um, I had the, the honor of studying under the, uh, Dr. Darrell Smith, who started Totally Tap Kids, which was the first tap um, organization here in the city, um, dance alongside, you know, a lot of, amazing performers um at a very young age and you know she was she was about her business she was from louisiana so she was very serious about making sure that we did it and we did it right um so when it came time for us to perform we were we were the ones to be reckoned with um so
0: yeah (laughs) so i mean and as you were doing that you were also a part of different i mean other things right so you were so i did so you started to tap in elementary yes and then you were playing basketball like by middle school right yes yes so
1: tap Ballet and basketball were like my first loves. Um, I was a tomboy probably from birth, <laughs> so you know I was always outside, you know, doing some playing, you know, getting dirty, all that kind of things. I definitely wasn't like a girly girl, um, you know, out the gate. Um, but yeah, I you know basketball was also something that I you know picked up very easily and i was just like when you're talented it just kind of comes to you right, right. <laughs> so, when you got it you, you know, got you it, got it, mean, you got it. so you know i definitely became known you know um uh, you know as a kid for for you know Crossing a couple foes, breaking a couple ankles. I've, okay. bro- I've broken a few ankles in my day. Um, but yes, yes. Anything physical, anything creative, anything where I could like, you know, um, sort of create an atmosphere of performance, of creativity, of trying things, of problem solving. I was, I was into that. And basketball was actually that. It was an art form to me. Okay. You know, um, that sort of like that feeling that you get when you make a basket and the crowd cheers for you. That was like, I was like, Ooh, I'm I on stage. I don't. You do
0: I don't know you that know feeling. Okay. I never, I never <laughs> experienced that but i'm quite sure it probably yeah, yeah. has to feel nice
1: yeah it feels pretty good it feels pretty good and so, you, you went know. to
0: school in the city like so your whole life so you yes went to... martin
1: luther king elementary okay, tt minor okay um we moved around actually quite a bit i went to south shore for middle school okay i don't know south... if y'all are familiar
0: with south shore <laughs> why, but... you, why do you say south shore like that I'm, you know why uh, <laughs> Just have a sticker for my people. You, know, you know, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Shout out to the South, then, but um, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've, I'm, I have been i i am i could not be more from Seattle. I've yeah. been, I've lived and and gone to school and played, you know, community sports and things like that all over the city. So my family is like as Seattle as it gets.
0: Okay, I know that's right as yes. Seattle as it gets. So you, you know. have you always wanted to be in? So if you had to pick one space where you wanted to be, that's what I'm going to be when I grow up. Mm. Was it? Was it? Because I heard tech before, yeah. and then I heard, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it was basketball. Which when one? I was
1: a kid, it was definitely like, oh yeah, I'm going to the WNBA when that became a thing. Once that, when the WNBA became a thing, I was like, oh yeah, I'm probably gonna go there. Yeah, because I was that good. Okay. Um, obviously that did not happen, and I'm okay with that. But
0: <laughs> <You> still remember?
1: <laughs> yes, yes, never forget. Um, yeah. So definitely thought you know basketball was a thing for me, but you know going to high school. At Garfield High School, obviously, illustrious athletic programs at that school. You know, that's Garfield is known for its sports, Cuddy. <laughs> yeah,
0: he going to find out this week. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but yes, yes. Um, so when I was there, you know, we had the number one nationally ranked uh, you know, varsity basketball team. So it was a lot of, it was, it was fun and I got to meet a lot of people and obviously high school was dope, but it was, um, it got to that point where it was like a little bit more political than, than I, um, you know, enjoyed. So it was more like basketball, was just fun for me. It was a sport. I wasn't really trying to strategize and do all that extra stuff that (laughs) kind of comes with it. Like the business of being an athlete was not ingrained in me that early on. So I kind of like, you know, took my little curve, um, You know in high school from basketball um but found other ways to be creative definitely
0: and one of those things was tech yeah can we talk about that a little bit
1: yeah so i mean you know in high school you know i I obviously had um affinities for creativity but you have to have a plan right you can't that back when when we were in high school was like you couldn't be an artist that wasn't a career because the the starving artist trope was always a thing it's like you can't make money being an artist you can't feed yourself you can't raise a family so i had to have a plan so uh, that's when I kind of started going towards tech and um, I don't even know what you call it, but I was like, I I had an affinity for uh, residential architecture. So, you know, going to, going to school here in, here in Seattle, you know, there's Lake, Lake, Lake Washington Boulevard. Yeah. And so all the beautiful houses exist on Lake Washington Boulevard. So I remember being a kid going to school every morning and seeing all those gorgeous houses and being like, you know, just awestruck at how beautiful they were. And so I was like, well, when it comes time to pick, you know, a major was like maybe I'll study architecture. You know, there's math. I like math. There's, you know, design, there's creativity, there's those types of things. And so I was like, okay, let's try that out. And um luckily Garfield had a tech academy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so I, you know, got into those classes and ended up, you know, being the only black and the only female so like in a lot token- of those spaces. Tokenizes
0: thing, yeah, right? yeah, a
1: little bit, a little bit. So um that was Did definitely that have an effect experience. On you? Yeah, yeah. I mean for sure. Um I don't think it had as much of an effect as it could have, um, but it definitely um, you know, I felt I felt different, you know, and but for me, you know, being the way that I am, being that I've always kind of known, you know, we we talked about early childhood. I always knew from a very young age that I was different. I didn't know how I didn't know what it was, but I knew I was
0: different. different.
1: Yeah. So um, that was okay for me. I was I was used to kind of being the outsider in those ways because I always felt different than everybody else. So being the token was okay for me because that just allowed me the space to shine.
0: Yeah. So in Shine, you did, you know. So we're going to. So I want to talk about like going through that evolution. Right. So like you always come off like so strong. Yeah. (laughs) You don't think that you're in, but you are like when you walk into a room, everything just lights up. And I know that through through that process, I know you talked a lot about grief and loss uh, through that process. So yeah can we unpack that
1: yeah for sure and Um, you
0: gotta understand y'all i'm gonna ask my friend if we can unpack that oh yeah no yeah consent
1: (laughs) is key always um yeah now i I plan to get deep here so let's get deep um but yeah in high school i experienced um one of my one of my biggest um family losses my grandfather passed away um the crispest of my sophomore year. And that definitely changed a lot for me. He was the patriarch of our family. Um, What was his
0: name?
1: Raymond, Raymond Ward Sr. Yeah, he was, he was a fixture in the community as well. Um, If you know that name, if you're familiar with, you know, the history of Seattle, history of Central District, my family owned a lot of property in the city. He owned a tavern there as well as a general store. Um, And he was, he was active in the construction community here in Seattle and in Kent. So um, he, he was a, he was a big dude. He was smart. He was physically big and he, you know, he meant business.
0: Favorite memory? Can I just say?
1: Oh, yeah. He used to call me um, Tiki. Okay. He used to call me Tiki and I just can hear his voice. Hey, Tiki, you know, like I can hear it, I can still hear it and and feel him in, in in that. Um, yeah, he was a big dude. He had an amazing smile, he had a gold grill, he had grill shit, like he had caps. Hey, grill. So he was no, he's from the south. So, uh-huh. you know, and he he didn't shy from that. You know, he didn't feel as though he had to assimilate when he came here. Like he he brought all of him with him. And I think all of my family does that.
0: Hey yeah. I man. Yes. Yeah. And and through that, you were still. Doing the tech program, mm-hmm. going to school, yeah, and I mean playing he, basketball, right? And as black folks, you know, we don't have opportunity to grieve because you are also staying busy. Yeah, right?
1: yeah, but I, I definitely recall, you know, trying to trying to get back on the court after after his funeral, and I just broke down. I couldn't do it. So that was that was actually the moment that I um I hung up my basketball shoes. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. After losing my grandfather, so yeah,
0: that's to that. Like that it was process. tough. Okay. It was tough.
1: Yeah. Cause that was, that was my, one of my first loves basketball has yeah. always been there for me. So, you know, but we, one of the things that I've, I've come to know about myself in my life is that I've always been faced with very clear, very like stark, like forks in the road where you got to make a decision, you know, it's like either you stay on that path or you go somewhere else. And I usually choose the path less traveled yeah. um, and it's but it's gotten me here
0: but it's, it's the evolution
1: yes <laughs> of
0: t-dub <laughs> and we're going to talk more about that evolution when we come back you're watching we live in color yeah and we're back with we live in color i'm here with t-dub yes sir We're getting into it <laughs> what do you prefer T kia or t-dub
1: you know i have a lot of names Um, people know me by all of them so you have takia which was my given name by my mother you got t-dub which is the art side so like the visuals and the sneakers and the murals and all that's t-dub and we have to which is the performer entertainer ego larger than life kind of thing we have t which is kind of becoming the amalgamation
0: of them all so See, I need to come up with other names because I know I got people already tell me I got multiple personalities. Yeah. I just fit them in just one name, you know, to so, give
1: them names. You got to, you know, give them give them their power.
0: Right. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. But, Definitely. you know, as we're talking about your journey mm-hmm. and your evolution, right, yeah. college like. I know graduated from Garfield, right? Yes. Graduated from Garfield. And then Here we go into college. Yeah. So What was that process like for you?
1: Yeah, it was um, one of those things that mom was like, because we we're both from Seattle. So she was born and raised here, too, which is rare breed. So she was like, when it comes time to go to college, get out of Seattle and get out of Seattle is what I did. So I ended up on the opposite side of the country. I studied architecture at the New York Institute of Technology okay. um, in Long Island. So I was in the sticks, I wasn't in the city. Okay. And of course, when you go to college in New York, so you where think is you're that gonna at? Be, where,
0: Where's in the sticks of New York? It's like I
1: mean? this town called Hicksville, old west various so what's like mid east kind of area um it was is mansions and golf courses was all that was over and colleges was all that was there so it was definitely a very different experience of what i expected of new york um but I, I definitely learned a lot i learned a lot of skills um in the architecture program that i still use to this day um as far as like drafting design um model making um some of the you know uh graphic design programs things of that nature um sadly didn't finish because i couldn't afford it um which is you know a thing yeah, but for us. yeah yeah definitely um there was a lot of uh there was a lot of obstacles um with with going to college and uh, shouts out to biden for that um relief because we needed it
0: right. shout <laughs> <know>?
1: <laughs> real talk um but yeah a lot of obstacles um but we made it through. We made it to a point, and again, it was another opportunity for a fork in the road. It was like, okay, do I keep going with my collegiate career, or do I go home and and and, and try something else? And so I ended up coming back to Seattle, working nine to fives, um, you know, for a good while, and was just not feeling it. Not yeah. feeling where I was at I mean it was cool you know what I mean like in that time so college was a couple of, I went to college for a few years came back home worked nine to fives I was going to the clubs and shit and meeting at people club. that's when I started kind of getting shout my little, out to our place yeah yeah, yeah. and <laughs> Rebar yes you know? and neighbors of yeah. course yeah so that's when I kind of when I got my little toqueets sort of kind of started growing and, and evolving and I was because I, I would go to clubs and I would dance and people wouldn't start to know me for dancing so
0: so before once we were touching into that right yeah so where were you dancing at and can yeah. we give Get those people those flowers <laughs> can we give those people those flowers that were performing with you at that time do you remember them?
1: yeah I mean it wasn't it wasn't a situation where I was performing just yet but like you know um Havana was our spot So Tuesday nights, shouts out to Hoot and Howl, which I don't know if y'all, nobody probably on this live right now is familiar with this shit, but (laughs) you know, um, Havana had a Tuesday night where they did all 90s music and we would, man, we cut that floor every week every week. Also got to give a shout out to um, Capital Club. They used to have the Monday nights um, and me and the homies will be in there doing our little break and pocket lock locking and all that cute stuff. Um, so then we had a couple staple places where you could just go and just do your thing and people started to kind of know me for, for dancing from that. Yeah. So that's where Taquiz
0: was born. So that's where she was born. Yes. And as she was born, yes. she was evolving. So oh, yeah. What was happening in your surroundings? Because I mean, hey, we are on Capitol Hill. Right, right. You and know, Capitol Hill so is the hill. I have to ask You were you were on this journey of discovery already in the areas of your career. For sure. So were there any other spaces of discovery?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. There's definitely a lot of personal discovery as well. I think, you know, um, like I said, I've always known I was different, but I never felt comfortable um, exploring those things in my earlier life because of, you know, fears of being outed, fears of being ostracized, fears of being bullied, fears of being, you know, looked down upon for whatever reason and things like that. So I was just like, I'm not even going to deal with that shit just yet. I'm going to just kind of do me and be me. And when the time comes, I will have a safe space and have a brave space to kind of figure out who I am. And fortunately, that came, you know, early 20s, whatnot. Um, you know, being in the club, being on the scene, being on Capitol Hill, you know, that's where all the all the kids hang out. So I got to see some things and experience some things. And um, yeah, kind of get a feel for who I was and how I wanted to exist in the world. And, you know, definitely... You know, discovered a lot about myself in those years for sure, and met some amazing people. Um, one of which, you know,
0: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so you know, <laughs> absolutely. Shout out to that person I know. Yeah. <laughs> she knows who she is. Yeah,
1: so you know, it was. Yeah, love you, um, Kayla. Yeah, love you, babe. Um, yeah, so it was uh, a
0: journey of like discovering yourself, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, as people know, mm-hmm. yeah, they see it on TV, but as a black. Yes. being a woman Mm -hmm. in the area of discovery. Right. What were the hardships in that?
1: Mm. I mean,
0: were there any? Excuse me.
1: You know, I really I really can't speak to anything in particular at this moment. I've always been very, you know, independent, very self-sufficient, very you're not going to tell me shit about myself because I know who I am. Um, So, you know, when those times came, I, you know, I handled them how I handle anything, I think, you know, and I was fortunate enough to have people around me that didn't perpetuate a lot of that shit. So um, I felt, you know, fairly nurtured in, in my ability to just kind of figure things out for myself on my own. I never felt pressured by anybody or anything to be any type of way. Um, and I guess I have to credit Capitol Hill and just having, having a scene, you know, for yeah. people to just kind of be it. I mean, you know, if you know anything about Seattle and Capitol Hill, like you see all kind of shit up there, like, yeah, you absolutely. know, so me being my little, little, black gay self was nothing compared to what was actually going on, right. <laughs> you know? So it was like, um, you know, that sort of spectrum just allowed for, you know, space to just kind of figure it out and I never felt pressured to do anything or or be anybody or be with anybody that I didn't want to. Yeah. So
0: well, that's real. OK. Yeah. Lucky. Lucky. <laughs> yeah, right. Lucky. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So and you go on this. You're, you're on this journey of discovery mm-hmm. and you are getting more and more into your art, yeah. getting more and more into my, your career of, yeah. and your artists into you. So mm-hmm. can you let us know, like over the, those, the course of 10 to 15 years? Right, yeah. Yeah. How that has came to be
1: yeah so you know being on the scene i did a um a lot of you know i talked about the club stuff, being on the club scene, just dancing and being, being known as a dancer. Um, a couple folks kind of, you know, saw the skills and wanted to bring me on board to some more professional things. Gotta definitely give a shout out to Audrey Boo and Mike Sylvester of Fly Moon Royalty. Cause they gave me my, one of my first starts on stage as a performer. Okay, and, yeah. you know, it was really just me freestyling, you know, and again, I have to credit my people for allowing me the space to just do what I wanted to do, you know, cause I, I was just a freestyle performer. So I would just get on stage and do what I always did. You know, yeah. it wasn't a situation of where I had to like practice or choreograph anything I just got to do me so I'm yeah. you know, very very thankful for that and you know traveling with those guys I got to hit so many stages Sasquatch Bumper shoot, you name it cap, uh, block party I've done it all you know I've been on almost every stage in Seattle um, through dance and through my style of dance you know yeah. I never had to do anything that you know I never had to put myself in a box in any kind of way I got to dress how I wanted to dress and dance to the songs I wanted to dance to you know what I mean like I, I feel like I'm very fortunate, <laughs>
2: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> you know, in the in the ways that I've gotten to explore and express um, who I am and, and my individuality. So, did a lot of performing, and then um, you know I was working on the fives, and I wasn't feeling creative in the ways that I wanted to feel. And so I took a leap of faith in 2016, and I quit my day job, which what was. Were you,
2: can
0: you hear me say what you were doing? I
1: was working retail, working at Macy's, okay. you know, working at good old Macy's. Shout
0: out to Macy's.
1: Um, <laughs> but um. yeah, I took a leap of faith and I was like, I gotta, I gotta do what, what, what feels right for me. And, and I didn't get to touch on this, but middle school was actually when I started doing custom sneakers. Yeah. So okay.
0: yeah.
1: that was a passion of mine for a very, very long time. And I would just tinker away at it every once in a while, did a couple things in high school for some friends and stuff like that. Um. But I was like, I gotta, I gotta find creativity. I gotta bring creativity more back into my life. I don't want to work a nine to five job forever. I'm not looking for no upward mobility. I'm not looking for none of that, you know. So, um, quit my job. I was living on my mom's couch at that time. You know, it was it was hard times, man. It was real hard. Um, but I started teed up customs, and you know, I started, you know, painting people's sneakers and painting my own sneakers and and painting clothes and painting hats and painting shoes for people and you know. Being from Seattle, the word spread very quickly, yeah, you know, absolutely. of what I was doing. And so that support, it always it always came in and always came came back to me, um, you know, in the ways that I needed it to. So are
0: there any pairs of is there anything you customize that is most memorable to you?
1: Oh, man. You know, what's crazy is that they're all, I'm, I remember them all. Um I did a pair of Sunset um, Stan Smiths for myself that I still have. That are, those are my very first pair back into customizing. Okay. So I, I'll put those on the man to let the resole when that when the time comes. But um, those are my very first pair. And I also got to give a shout out to Gifted Gab. I did a couple pairs for her at the very beginning of starting my business. Like the very beginning, she was like one of my first customers. Um, they weren't the best, <laughs> but, it was done, but they was done. You know, <laughs> so I definitely got to give a shout out to Gab. And she still rocks with me. I still rock with her. So. You know, the, those that kind of stuff is, that, that that creates that longevity, that relationship is what's super important for me. Yeah. yeah.
0: Absolutely. And I think one of the custom, custom, customized uh, pieces that you've done mm-hmm. were the shoes, yeah. uh, the football, sh- the cleats. The, yeah. The cleats. See, yeah, look, yeah, the, yeah. look at me, the football shoes. Yeah. <laughs> you just Come see on, how foot. Curtis is looking at Come me on, like girl. the
1: <laughs> cleats
0: um, that you did. Yes. What was that like? I yeah. mean, I think that. Shout out to the Hightower family. Yeah, Um, you know, because I think that a lot of community members, we, especially with that story Mm -hmm. um, and what's impacted that that family, still needs your support. Please look at Castillo Tower and how to support uh, the High Tower family. Absolutely, you like showing expression for advocacy through art, let alone NFL scene. Can you touch on that a little bit?
1: Yeah, so I was um asked by um. Russell Wilson and his Why Foundation to customize a pair of cleats for um, an annual thing that happens with the NFL called My Cause, My Cleats. So a lot of athletes will get custom cleats made and um, auction them off. And the proceeds for those auctions go towards uh, an organization or a charity of their choice. Um, so Russell Wilson has Why Not You, his own foundation. And so he wanted he wanted to do um, some cleats in honor of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and so that was his idea. And it had just so happened that Castile had reached out to myself and VMC um, looking for support for justice for, for her brother, um, for Herbert. So I kind of took that as an opportunity to, to bring that into that sort of like spotlight. Um, So I did a pair of cleats for, for Russell featured um, portraits, um, hand, hand painted portraits. They took eight hours each um, of, of Herbert, of Charlena, of George Floyd, and then of Brianna Taylor. And he actually wore those in in a game. Um, And of course they were seen they were seen around the world. So,
0: yeah. I I just remember that standing out um, and just, and let alone, I have a jacket that you have. That I think, but no, was it Did you give me a, a jacket? A? No, I have one. I have oh, a jacket. Okay. You want to get done? <laughs> yeah, that I'm, well, I'm supposed to give back to you. I borrowed it one day and okay. never give <laughs> it back. But either way, um, sorry. I was sure. also to tell myself on that <laughs> yeah. TV. But anyway, um, okay, as we it. were talking about that, let's, can we touch pandemic?
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about pandemic. How, how
0: was T-Dub during pandemic? Were man. You, was it was it the best of times?
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's sad that the this show is only half hour because we could talk for 10 hours. Know.
0: This show is as long as we need. Oh, okay. B- Say less. You are con- con- a <laughs> queen of Converge. So we are going, you are re- running until I we, that. we get to the next space. That's we can go all the way to a, a Art of the Matter season. Come on start. now.
1: <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Pandemic was tough for a number of reasons um yeah um i'm trying to think back to to january 2020 what was going on so january 2020 i had a full calendar of performing that was that was set was ready to go we were going to be two shows a week whole year yeah and it was going to be dope um come february we did photo shoots everything's going great it's awesome about to you know get this money get to this bag march rolls around and the entire world shuts down and my entire calendar is cleared so i was like okay well what are we gonna do for money for the rest of the year not really sure um but you know obviously a global pandemic will do that and then shortly after that um, i got sick so I was I actually contracted OG COVID. Um I was down for a month. Oh wow. Yeah. And it was probably the most physically taxing thing I have ever and will ever go through in my entire life. Yeah. Um I was in my apartment. I was alone for a month. My mom was risking her own health to come and see me and make sure that I had medicine and food and smoothies and 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 all the shit that I needed to to recover. Um and you know, other friends, other family would come and check in on me from time to time. Kayla would come in and check out on me from time to time, but I spent a lot of time by myself. And in that time, I chose to go inward. You know, yeah. I chose to really, really check in with myself and and make a decision on if if we're gonna get through this. First off, yeah, um, if we have the strength to do that, yeah. Um,
0: and going then, inward could be really scary.
1: It can be very scary. It was very scary. It was very scary. Um if we're if we're gonna survive it, and then who are we gonna be after that? So I spent the month doing that. I had a couple of little virtual shows cause that was the thing, you know, at the beginning of, of COVID of quarantine, um, did a couple of those and they, they definitely kept me going. So shout out to Simone Penn for, for hooking that up Sade and Anya, you know, family always, um, you know, for making sure that we had anything to do, you know, with that time. Um, cause that definitely kept, kept me physically active. And that was an important thing, you know, to make sure that you, you know, just weren't laying there and taking it. You had to kind of yeah. get up and be active in order to get through it. So those helped me do that. Um, but yeah, it was a gnarly time. It was a gnarly yeah. time, but I did a lot of, a lot of introspection. And, you know, when I, when I got healthy and I was able to get out of it, luckily, you know, there were, there were some gifts on the other side. Yeah. And one of them was, you know, my partner, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and you know, we moved into an amazing apartment down here in Pioneer Square. It's
0: amazing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I ain't telling you the location. Nah. <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, there were. What there, is
0: it? I have to ask. Like. What? partnership right you know yeah um, I'm I love my community yeah (laughs) but geez like it's hard to find that longevity but Uh what is it like to have a partner such as such as Miss Gutter Queen yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) um it it's probably one of the most rewarding relationships that I have ever had um friendship romantic across the board because she, Kayla, allows me to be myself and she challenges me to be better, not just for her,
0: yeah,
1: for me. And we do that for each other. And, you know, we've been together on and off. I always say that because, you know, we got to be realistic um, for almost nine years. Um, and, you know, that's your best friend. So, you know, you know about Kayla, um, people who know her, know her. And and I, I love I love her. I love who she is. Um, and I love our relationship. I love our family. And you know, we got our little dog and our little apartment and we just be trying to live life and, and, be, and be good people and be you know of service to our friends and our family. And, you know, you always, no matter what, you know what I mean? When you get to that point where it's like it doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> you are always going to be a part of me yeah. so we figured that out and and we we've been rocking ever since <laughs> we got tears
0: we got tears love, love is real yeah Th- damn you cuddy I yeah. be-
1: <laughs>
0: but it's real yeah and i'm just love looks beautiful on you thank and you her so much. thank you and i'm gonna cuss out curtis and when we come back we're gonna talk about <laughs> the queen of converge coming to converge you're watching we live in Col- color. And we're back. We live in color. My eyes are dry. Yes. (laughs) So let's get back to the interview. I love you. And just real love here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we were talking about like you going inward, Mm -hmm. but you kept going. Yes. You know, and throughout that space, Mm -hmm. you were able to give Capitol Hill something. Yes. That mural. Yeah. Right there. Mm -hmm. Smack dab. In the street. In the midst of everything. Right. What does that mural mean to you?
1: I mean, it means a lot. I mean, I think it is a testament to um, artists and our ability to to speak volumes. You know, um, before we did the mural, you know, obviously we're going through pandemic and quarantine and the entire city is boarded up and everybody is in their houses and we don't know what's going to happen next, right? So we're in that space. Millions of people are dying. People are losing their family, their friends. They can't touch them. They can't be with them in their final moments. There's no mourning. There's no grieving. There's no nothing. It's just chaos around the world. So that's where we are. And then a black man is murdered by the police. Yeah. So when that happened i i went numb like i couldn't i couldn't believe that we were we were back there after all the shit we had been through yeah this is what the 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 order of events looks like yeah you know i always joke that jesus could come down from the sky and a black man would still get murdered you know, there is there is no stopping, whatever that is, you know, so when that happened, I was like, OK, I spent maybe like four or so days just couldn't move, couldn't talk, couldn't eat, couldn't think. And then the shit started. So I live right by the, the courthouse. So that's where all the protests initially began. Yeah. So I was hearing the choppers. I was hearing the flash grenades. I was hearing the bombs. I was hearing the screaming you know, outside of my outside of my window on a constant basis, you know, I'm seeing on the news and I'm seeing through Omari's feed and through Futures Crystal's feeds what's going on on Capitol Hill and how police are treating regular people, you know, because of because of what's what's happening. And a fire was lit. You know, I was like, okay, we got to do something. You know, I'm not I'm not a protester. I'm not a I'm not a in the streets on the front lines kind of person, but I am an artist, you know, and I was like, okay. if I can't if I can't put my energy there, I'm going to put it here. And so that opportunity, you know, we we call it VMC. We call it divine timing. Yeah. You know what that was because everything was not. It wasn't supposed to happen the way that it did. Right? It was 48 hour effort that led to that mural being created. And a lot of people on the ground in the chop Chaz, you know, helped us out to clear that area to actually clear the space for that to exist. And all the all the artists that I called answered. You know, so there was two really big things that could have very well not happened, yeah. That actually did that led to that to that mural being created. So yeah. And then it was seen around the world.
0: Yeah. Seen around the world. Yeah. And Erica Badu says this quote, I'm an artist mm-hmm. and I am sensitive about my ish. Yes, right? ma'am. So I, I would have to ask, right? Mm-hmm. There was like I remember, mm-hmm. there was just a point where they were trying to get rid of the art. Yes. First of all, um, screw whoever was trying to get rid of the art. Yeah. But in the meantime, yeah. Like, can you walk me through that process? Because it's like they reached out to someone else. Yes. About it. Yeah. And I mean, I know I know this person, right? Mm-hmm. And I just, I, can you walk me through what that, what that, how that made you feel, right? Yeah. Because I know. And I've heard this before that this happens to Black women mm-hmm. artists mm-hmm. constantly. Yeah. Um. If you yeah. could,
1: for sure, for sure. Um. About a month later, after the original mural was created, you know, um. Well, after it was created and it was seen around the world, then the city reached out to us because they knew, I think they knew that they couldn't just get rid of it without causing another uproar, right? right? Because of the scale, because of what it said, because of where it was. They couldn't just buff it like they tried to buff everything else. You know, they they literally scored the street of all of that art that was that happened on in the Chop Chaz once they swept it. You know, our mural was the only thing that existed for a while. Um, so we were in conversation with them and somehow another person got through the chain of command and got permission to clean our mural. Um, I got a call the morning it was happening that it was taking place. And I was like, nobody on our team is on Capitol Hill. So who could possibly be working on this mural? So I go up there and sure enough, it was a person in community that we know that knows us that has our phone numbers, (laughs) you know, could have called, could have said what's up. Um, But they, they took matters into their own hands and actually ended up doing more harm than good. So it went from us having a conversation with the city around preservation to then having a conversation about removal and then repainting. So that's why there are actually two murals <laughs> yeah. instead of just the original one. And the, I think the saddest part about us no longer having the original mural is that one of our artists, Angelina, who did the A in black, actually put her mother's ashes oh no. in one of the paints. So when it got damaged, that had to get removed. Oh no! Um, so there was a lot of elements like that in that original piece that, you know, are no longer there. They're with they're with us in spirit, obviously, but they're not physically there. Yeah. Um. So we repainted the mural, and we actually have a contract with the city now. Where we repaint it every year for the next five years. Okay. And it is officially a landmark um, here in Seattle. So if y'all
0: see anybody yeah. touching yeah. our ish,
1: yeah, that ain't me. You call right? Yeah. <laughs> Real talk. Um.
0: But, but that's amazing. Yeah. Like at the like. For you to go through mm-hmm. that pandemic mm-hmm. and choose to, you could have went outward, right? Yeah, and just went inward with your work and supportive community members yeah. and partners alike, right? Yeah, yeah. finding your truth, mm-hmm. and then also like, I think that the situation—this is just my opinion, right—that mm-hmm. situation, especially with what's happening to the mur- happened to the mural, kind of happened, right, <sighs> to lead you to find like the art yeah. of the matter, right? Real, real real. So talk. can we talk about how you started? Working with Converge. Yes, Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, honestly, that that mural is, and I I, like, I think I can speak for everybody in, in Vivid Matter Collective. Vivid Matter Collective is the artist who created the mural. So there's 16 of us and we've been working together ever since. We're coming up on year three now. We actually just had a meeting today and, you know, still going strong. So that the gift that keeps on giving. But, you know, we all, you know, talk about how, much of a gift that the mural has actually been, you know, we did this in two days and here we are almost three years later, still reaping the benefits of that effort. Um, and one of the benefits that I received is actually getting to, to work with with Omari. And when we were actually on the scene in the midst of Chop Chaz, he was one of the, you know, journalists, one of the media people who was actually on the ground. So he did a lot of correspondence for a lot of national, you know, um, publications. And so he actually interviewed me at the mural about the effort. And so that's how Amari and I met was actually at the mural. Um, We had a couple more, you know, interviews over time. And then, you know, there was an idea for a show around artists that Kaburge wanted to develop. And he called me to host and the rest is history.
0: The rest is history. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We've been rocking ever since.
0: What is your, what has been some of your favorite episodes? Season one has, was amazing. Yeah. Everyone's already screaming about a season two in between, right? Still in the meeting. (laughs) Right. And and I, I, can you tell us some of your favorite episodes?
1: Yeah. I mean, the first one is definitely one of my favorites because it was the first one. You know, so the first episode features my bro, Mr. Moses' son, amazing artist. Um, I've been fortunate to know him for a number of years. And so I knew that comfortability wise, it would be a good conversation because that's what we do. We talk as soon as we met each other, we flap it at the gums. Um, so I knew it would be a good conversation. So that's definitely one of one of the my most favorites. And then. They're all my favorite 13 episodes. If you haven't seen them, go watch them. They're all on YouTube on the coverage media page. Um, they're all my favorites. Obviously having a conversation with my partner with Kayla was a great one. Um, my best friend, you know, Brianna second to last episode and then finale with my mother. Mama. Yeah, that was probably definitely one of the most special ones.
0: Yeah. And so here we are. Yeah, I'm just going to ask. Uh huh. When is season two coming? What's up? What's up? Still in the meeting. Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're still in the meeting, still developing, still trying to get, you know, the, um, the ideas, you know, to a, a place where they can be, you know, um, laid out in the ways that we did. You know, season one was definitely, you know, like like most things here, at converge labor, love, you know, yeah. um, me and Brady. <laughs> yeah. You Shout know, Brady. Shout out to Brady Matt and the Mats. Yeah, that's my guy. Um, you know, it would it would it would be he and I, you know, going on, going on to folks' houses, going to folks' studios, filming, edit, film some more, edit some more, you know, and so we started August of 2021 and we finished
0: June of this year, what do you, what is it like working with Brady? Because I mean, man, I, I, I see it. It's just you and you you and O and yeah. the love y'all you know, have for Brady. Right, like right, I've right. Always wanted to work work with him in the space. Yeah, right. Of course, yeah. we're all a converged family. But yes, I want to give that brother his flowers. So, what was it like working with?
1: Oh yeah, no, Brady. Brady is a savant. That guy. Um, he has a gift for what he does. He has a gift for being able to capture, um, energy. Through a camera you know um and you know he's young he's got that energy you know he's able to stay up 10 12 hours and you know get the editing done and crank it out and you know i really i really look forward to when he finds that stride to where he can really just blossom but brady is incredible he is really really great at what he does he's really great at capturing what needs to be captured um and He's just he's just an old soul, you know? He's young, but he's an old soul. He's got that, he's got that on him. And you yeah. know what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, people, you know. yeah, 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 he got it.
0: So, <laughs> so while we, we talk about Converge family. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the queens?
2: Yes. Let's talk about all the oh them. Oh my gosh.
0: Uh, it's so funny because when we all, when we have community events, yeah, when we see each other, it's all love. same Always. love with everybody. Always. Right? But when the queens come in the room, when the queen comes through, like, hey, squat up. So
1: move out the way. Like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with my girls, and we all need space.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what? what is your experience like for the past couple of years working with those? With these wonderful women
1: yeah absolutely so i knew trey from community from Africa Town. so i had kind of been familiar with her and her work for a little while um but we actually the very first time that all four queens were together was in belize okay. you know so i'm ju- i'm new to converge i've been i've been here maybe a couple months or so we've maybe filmed i want to say one or two episodes out of, of the matter and then omari calls me and is like yeah we're going to belize you want to go and i'm like what <laughs> You know, and then next thing you know, I'm at the airport, fucking five in the morning. You know, getting the red carpet rolled out for us to go on this inaugural flight with Alaska Airlines, and I'm like, "What is life? Yeah, what is life?" But I, I had the opportunity to to meet and to and to learn about and to and to, you know, experience BASA and and Jules and Trey. You know, in, in this gorgeous you know country, um, it was really, really a, an incredible gift to be able to do that and experience that with those ladies. And the queens are the queens are a force. Y'all y'all haven't even experienced the queens yet. These guys here at Converge have been lucky enough to kind of experience us yeah. all together. But wait, just wait. That's all I'm going to
0: say. It's coming. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, right, we're going to take one more break. We have our Living Color tribute as well as our events. You're watching We Live in Color. We're going to be here a long time, girl. (laughs) Welcome back to We Live in Color. We are here um, for our We Live in Color tribute. Yes. Who would you like to tribute today, sis?
1: Yes. So for this tribute, I want to... Pay homage to a friend who we recently lost in community, Jaquan Price, a.k.a. LaSaviana Hunt. Um, just an amazing performer, an amazing human being. Um, you know, we had a we had a weekend full of memorial of our friend Jaquan slash LaSaviana and all you heard from the people that that came across him and, and were touched by his life was just how much of a spirit and how much of a, you know, an energy that he was. And so what you guys see here on the screen is a painting that I recently finished. Um, I, it doesn't have a title, it's untitled, um, but it sort of depicts the duality of what I believe, you know, Jaquan slash LaSaviana was, um, you know, and thinking about Jaquan the person and what LaSaviana was to Jaquan and uh, that that character, that energy, allowing him to really be free and really express in ways that he probably couldn't in his regular life. Um, you know, I wanted, to, I wanted to capture that as best as I could. And so that's what you see here. And one of the fun facts about this piece is that it's actually, I started it and it was, turn it, no, sorry, turn it, yeah. I actually started it and it was this way. And so I started painting the background and then I kind of looked at it and I realized that there were two figures yeah. in the paint. Okay. And so that's when it actually ended up getting turned and becoming what it what you see now. So, you know, I wanted to I wanted to create something for my friend. You know, I miss I miss Jaquan. We will always miss Jaquan. We'll always miss the
0: How big was Jaquan's impact? Oh, it was huge.
1: It was huge. It was huge. Um, you know, he held down our place, neighbors, queer bar for years you know, producing and hosting and and performing in shows, you know, putting people on that had never been in drag before, who had never been on a stage before. Um, he, he was a helper. He was a guide, you know, in his time here. And I think everybody who came in, in the contact with him was touched by, by his presence. Um, and obviously he leaves behind a twin brother who, you know, we, we, we hold and we, we will take care of, you know, in his absence. Um, so yeah, I wanted to create this this piece from my friend and, and the hopes is that if you guys see it, if you guys know anything about Jaquan or Liseviana, um, we actually want to auction this off. So if you want to hit me up on Instagram at Customs or email me Customs 206 at gmail.com or hit up Converge if you're interested in, um, in, in acquiring this piece. We want to make sure the proceeds go to his family um, and yeah. Make sure that he lives
0: on. Can you tell us more details about how long it took you to create this portrait?
1: Um, Yeah. So this one probably took me, I want to say, about five days. Um, And this is one of the ones that I was able to do um, for myself. You know, I kind of created this piece just in wanting to create some art. It wasn't a commission. It wasn't anything that anybody asked me to do. I just I wanted to paint. And that's what came you know, through the canvas, um that's what ended up being this piece. so um I want to say about five days between the background and the actual you know portrait work. um I think it came out really great. I think it really captures um you know Jaquan's energy in a way that people don't necessarily see because you most people know Jaquan for being an incredibly loud, jovial cheese and all the time kind of person but i th- I think he had a side to him that a lot of people didn't know, and that's what I tried to capture with that piece, so you know known Jaquan for a very long time. I've known Keon for a very long time. Um and there, there his his loss, his passing is is a huge loss to the community. Um I will never forget the day that I heard the news, September 19th, um, was one of the hardest things that I ever I've ever heard. You know, we've been experiencing a lot of loss um in these past couple of years, but that one really, really hurt. Yeah. Um and the first thing I thought of is, you know, where where is his brother? Yeah. You know, so Keon, we with you. Love you, bro. Love you, Jaquan. Love you, Lisaviana. You know, and and you're going to live on forever.
0: Absolutely. <clears throat> you are, first of all, beyond that painting. Yeah. Um, you are just so amazing. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you, love. Art of the Matter, TW Customs. And if you look at her IG, I don't know how to tag her because I'm like, which one <laughs> is she logged into? I have to do this yeah. every day. Almost a lot every pages. day, how can I tag her or which one is she logged into? Yeah, so yeah. we do have some events. You got some events coming yes. up and community needs to support. Absolutely. How can we do that?
1: Yeah. So the two biggest things that I got going on right now is I am building a store. So tee Up Customs is now becoming the Resole 206. It will be Seattle's very first dry cleaner for sneakers. We are located on 23rd and Union at the Midtown Square. The space is being built out and we need funding. So you see the website right there. You see the um, the email address. Hit me up. We're looking to build the business. We're looking to share the business. I'm looking to share the business because I know in in fostering this idea and nurturing this idea for as long as I have, I've been doing custom sneakers for 20 years, almost over 20 years. Um, this store has always been something that I've kind of dreamed of and now it's happening. Um, and in creating the business plan and creating the business model, I'm realizing that this thing can and will be much bigger than me. And so I need help. I need support. I need business, building a team. So reach out to us, the Resole 206 on Instagram and the Resolve206 at gmail.com. If you want to get a part of that, I'm actually putting together a presentation that I want to share with folks to bring folks in because it's it's going to be big. So that's the biggest thing for me right now is the store. The other big thing that we got going on with the three zero 206 we're actually next month going to be doing um the a super super dope sneaker convention with fresh kicks market. So fresh kicks market is actually created by Nick Mitchell out of Atlanta. Super successful event brings all kinds of sneaker retailers and resellers from all walks of life, okay. streetwear, street fashion, food, drinks, games, raffles, prizes, you name it. So we're bringing that from Atlanta to Seattle, working with Jazz Richards from Black Sunfire Club, also DJ Humble, myself. We are the we are the you know the starting four putting this thing together. It's happening November 20th at Within Soto, which is in Soto. Um, hit us up at Fresh Kicks Market on Instagram as well as FreshKicksMarket.store is the website for the tickets. We are looking for vendors. We are looking for um, you know people to buy the tickets for the event. So make sure you check that out. So.
0: In other words, she said, I got a job. I got another job. I got another job. (laughs) That's how you can support this job and then this job and then this job. Either way, support.
1: Look, I feel like homie off at 11. Come (laughs) on. I got 15 jobs. (laughs) It's
0: it's great to watch. So just (laughs) just remember to check out some of those events. We got a couple more events, too, for Uh, y'all. One of the things that we do have coming up this coming weekend is, I believe we have the Lituation. The Lituation is going to be Saturday. You know, DJ. Well, I was gonna say DJ. What am I? I Call that brother E-D-D? DJ. No, uh, uh, Coach Coach T has that going on this Word. weekend, and and I cannot wait. You know, it's gonna be so exciting. It's a Halloween um, Halloween themed. Wow. So best contest gets I believe two hundred dollars. No, These situation events have been going on for months, and last month at Julius's was we'll jumping. This Word. month um, is gonna be here out there in Kent. So please, for more information, please reach out to Coach T. Mm-hmm. And um, shout out to Coach T, by the way um, Let's go to the next event The next one we have Because um, I do believe Queer Film Festival Is this weekend yes, So is. I yeah. will be uh, facilitating um, A group, uh, Black As You Are Will be the documentary that will get played Can we put that overlay back up? Um, Black As You Are It is um, a documentary that mainly talks about how What it looks like growing up Especially, we know that 70% of homeless youth are what? Black, Black. LGBTQ mm-hmm. yes. community members yes. This documentary encompasses that. Queer Queer Film Festival will be will be there as they have been for the past 20, 25 plus, 20, 23 plus years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm just so really happy to continue my five-year relationship with them. So please, for more information, check out Queer Film Festival and or tr- uh <laughs> three dollar bill cinema. $3 bills. Um for more information. In our last um overlay, oh, really, I believe. Or is it the last one? Oh no. Oh, oh yes. Mm-hmm. No, but will we have a benefit uh concert out there in Lacey and mm-hmm. starring one of our own community members, Raizine Dynasty? I have to get Razine out here.
1: Yeah, yeah, you do.
0: But this is gonna be in Lacey. Not only is it gonna be in Lacey, the theme is where they're they're Bringing more community awareness to domestic violence, Beautiful. and I think it's so great to yeah. have our community performers out there bringing that message. We also have community activist Erin Jones that'll be out there. So please, yeah. for more information, please reach out to Miss Regine Dynasty. And our last interview, uh, our our last event, which will also be through Zoe Suites, it's a fashion Ooh, show. Shout
1: out to Zoe Suites.
0: Listen. I just need her to make me some velour shorts. But, she be doing it. Um, yes, yeah, so she has a fashion show. I'm so proud of my girl. She has been doing this for so, so, so long. Before making reels was a thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to go to this fashion show for more information. Please check out Zoe Sweets uh, at Zoe Sweets um, on IG. Okay, and that is what all we have today. But before we go, thank you.
1: Thank you, friend.
0: I appreciate you.
1: I appreciate you, and congratulations on "We Live in Color." Like yeah. you are really bringing the stories that need to be told to the people. So, thank you for doing that. Thank you for putting yourself in that in that position and, and carrying it so well.
0: well. I Thank you, as my friend, right through all this shit. You all this shit. <laughs> just making sure, like. Those check-ins are so important mm-hmm. in our community. Yeah. And there is such a need for it. Yeah. I appreciate you for coming here to be vulnerable. Thank you. I appreciate you for going inward. Because mm-hmm. a lot of us don't have some of us don't have the strength to go inward. Yeah. You got to go inward to go upward. And I appreciate you. And Say thank that. you, sister, for living in color.
1: Thank you. Love okay. you.
0: Next week. Oh, it's going down up in here. I'm going to have on my suit. OK, because we actually have a candidates race that'll be here. That's right. Amaya Smith and Chapalo Street right here. And we'll actually be on at a special time, seven to nine. And I need some help. So, you know, I had to call one of the Queens of Converge. So Trey Holiday will be here with me. OK, this will also be sponsored by Federal Way Black Collective, uh, Urban League, as well as Vocal Washington. Join us next week while we live in color, but we gonna hold some people accountable. So (laughs) that part, thank you for watching tonight. Y'all have a blessed night.